0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. This year, God has prophetically given us a word to steward. Us. Not me. Us. Together, collectively. Of open doors. This year is a year of open doors. And I said it last week that there are three types of people when they come to this open door and is speaking of Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 10, you can turn your Bible there. In John chapter 10. And we'll read a series of scripture for you. Truly, verse one, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Man, when I read this a couple of days ago, I thought, how opposite is this actually what happens? That the sheep actually do listen to the voice of the stranger. And today, that's what I'm going to be preaching on. Don't listen to the voice of the stranger. You get it, I'm not listening to the voice of the stranger. Because I believe today, my end goal for you is, is to understand that you have authority through Jesus, the door. That you have access to God, the Father, through the door who is Jesus. And in doing so, as you walk into that place of covenant and relationship with Him, there is victory, there is authority, there is rule, there is dominion, there is power in Him. And because you are seated in him, because you are in him, the same power that raised him from the dead is in you right now. And you have it to be, I'll say it this way, you have it because every attack and opposition that comes from the devil, the enemy, will not have any work in your life. Because you recognize who you are in Christ because you have walked through the door. Now listen, a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee for him, for they did not know the voice of strangers. The figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was trying to say to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Come on, say, he is the door. He's the door. Now what is a door? A door is an entry point. It is an access point. It is the way in. Jesus is the way in for salvation. Jesus is the way in to the Father. And who is the Father? Well, he is God. And the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in the world, everything in the heavens, everything in the universe is God's. Everything. Now, you may have been told that that's a lie and that the enemy has some... A little bit of domain and power. But as a believer, if you don't yield to him and submit to him, he has no power and authority over your life at all. It's only when you yield to him and when you submit to him where he can devour you or where he can oppress you and keep you in bondage. Amen. But through Christ Jesus, your nature has been rejuvenated, has been changed, transformed, where you're no longer dead, you are alive. I figured to be a lot more praising and shouting. And I get it because you still don't understand it because many Christians today think that they are still bound by the devil. But they are not. You have the door, speaking of Jesus, where you have access to God. Everything. Redemption. You're redeemed from the curse of the law. Spiritual death, guess what? As a believer... You no longer have to be spiritually dead, meaning you can have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Meaning you will be able to go to heaven and be with the Father. That's what I love about being a Christian. I'm not scared of death anymore because Jesus has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Death has been defeated through his body. Christians are the only people on this universe that do not have to be scared of death. And if you're a Christian today and you're scared of death, let me help you. It's a lie of the enemy. It's to construct in your mind to influence you to be worried and doubtful. Don't. Walk into that place of his word, the knowledge of his word, and just be excited that you have life. You're only here temporarily, and you're going to do everything you possibly can to serve God and live for God. And any way the enemy tries to attack you, it will not work, and it will not cause you to get off course of what God's purpose and called you to do. Amen. You also have healing, Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. We know that this was a promise given to the Israelites, but it's also a promise given to us today. The same promises that God gave them are given to us through Abraham. And so in that understanding, you are redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. Now, there's many people here today that I know and that I know that are sick in their body. you got diseases. There may be certain things in your, in your blood, certain things within your mind. Maybe you're mentally sick. You've been classified by doctors and things, and they've given you medication. But let me help you. There is a greater word. There is a greater testimony, and his name is Jesus Christ. And you can come into that place where you surrender your life and say, God, enough is enough. I know that you have been. You have the keys of the kingdom, and you have even given me the keys of the kingdom. And today I can bind, I can loose anything through the name of Jesus. And there's no name greater than that name. So today I speak over my body, Jehovah Rapha, God my healer, in the name of Jesus, healing is mine. And you say, Well, I can't do that. And I love it. People shout, they get happy. But how often do you actually do it? Because the opposite of that is man, I'm sick. God's just showing me something. I don't, that's the only way I can reason it. He's letting me go through this. I'm just another Job. I'm just like, I'm just like Paul with a thorn in my flesh. And we say things without any understanding because it is rhetoric that you've heard from people. And it's just a good way of reasoning out why you got issues. Guess what? You're going to have issues, but we don't reason out God's word because of issue. No, if anything, you stand upon his word and it builds faith to be able to hold fast when the issue comes and arises. Oh, you're going to go through issues. You're going to go through testing. The Bible says Satan, who is a devourer, like a roaring, he's a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He ain't going to be able to devour you when you're standing in faith and upon the word of God. He won't be able to. How come? Because of the door. Jesus. I walk into that place of access to the Father. First starts with salvation. Jesus is a door for salvation. You got saved through him. Saved. Saved from what? He's your Savior. He is your Lord. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that we confess him as Lord and Savior. He is Lord. Lord. It's only when you make a decision in your heart that God, I'm not submitting to the Lord or to the prince of the darkness of this air. I'm submitting to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm submitting to your word. Because when you submit to Jesus, you're submitting to the word. You're submitting to God. You're submitting to the spirit of God in you. He's a spirit of truth who will lead you into all truth. Today, you can refuse to listen to the lie of the enemy. And this isn't some Pentecostal preaching and charismatic experience and, you know, fanaticism and a feeling. Let me help you. I love all those things. You know me. I love them. But the reality is if you don't know God, you can have all the experience in the world but no change in your heart. Know him. Walk with him. See him as the door. Come into that place with the Father through Jesus. The Bible says that he is our high priest. You can come to the presence of God through the high priest. It's just like him waiting at that place where the veil's torn and saying, come in. Here it is. And how do you do that? Right here in your heart. at any moment when you're driving in your car... When you're at the gym, when you're walking on the esplanade, wherever you are, you can get right into that place and say, God, I love you. I can be in your presence right now. And people look at you, walk by like, what is wrong with that person? Like, <laughs> I'm just in the presence of God. I'm just, I mean, there's stories after stories of people that have been in that place and people walk by them and says, There's something different about them? hey, what's going on with you? Your face is glowing. There's something different about you. You you you're radiating something. I don't know. What is it? You're like, it's God. It's the love of God. It's the power of God. Let me show you. Lay the hands on them, and they get healed and set free. What if that happened this year for your life, where you get into a place where you're so sensitive, where you're always going through the door, going through Jesus to the Father, and you're staying in that place where you go to the gym, and people just come up to you and say, well, what's going on with you? Yeah, let me show you. And you lay your hands on them, and they get healed and set free and born again. Like, can that happen? It should happen. What are we doing as a church? Oh, we're just doing it collectively in here. We want to keep it in here. No one actually, none of my friends know that I go to church on Sunday. They don't know who I am. They would think I'm a lunatic, that I'm crazy. I don't want to tell them because I don't want to lose them. Yeah, well, you're going to lose everything in Christ if you try to gain anything with them. Bold, unashamed. We talked about it last week. Bold. You got but one life to live, and everyone around you needs the healing power of Jesus. I know we will say, I just want to bring them to church. I understand. I get it. I want them to come to church too. Let it first start with your testimony. Let it first start with you talking to them. God will use you the same way he'll use me. And because we live in a society today where church has such a bad name and a bad rap, people don't want to go to church. So you first start with the relationship you have with them. And then from that place, you say, now you need to come to church with me. Because everything I am, it comes from being in the house of God. That's why. Amen? So what you see is that evangelism and outreach has changed over the course of 100 years. Where everybody can say, let's just go to church. Everybody went to church. Not anymore. Times have changed. And methods must change. Message don't change, but methods must change. You're living in a different time. Where people do not go to church. People, I've spoken to so many people on this Peninsula that never even heard about church. Young people between 20 and 35, never heard of it. Why go to church? Like, you go to people still, I've heard people say this. I had one person, he said, People still go to church around here? I thought that was an American thing. Seriously. And I'm like, It's not an American thing, it's a world thing. It's a world thing that just shows you how desensitized the whole society that we live in this is why the church has to preach this is why you have to come through the door daily this is why you have to know Jesus this is why you can go through that place of access so you have spiritual life you have healing you also have a prosperity in him now again prosperity is probably one of the main reasons why people do not go to church or do not give or not do anything when it comes to money Because a couple of people had taken it and, I don't want to use that word, right, erase it, change it. Some people have taken that message and have perverted it in a way where it's not of God, but it's just to get their pockets full of money. But I thank God that we have come into a time where people can see past the smoke and mirrors. But the reality is just because one person did it or a group of people did it that was wrong and unethical doesn't mean that the principle and the understanding of God's truth is not right and for today. Don't let one person ruin God's word for you. Don't let one person's experience an example in the way they live to change God's word for you. You're living in that time today as well where truth is no longer understood as God's truth, but it's my truth. That's because they don't go through the door. That's because they don't go through the access point. No, they're going through other doors. There's many ways to God. No, there's not. There's only one way. His name is Jesus, and he is the way, the truth, and the life. There's not many ways. Any person part of a different religion, a different idea, way of thinking, the only way to to God is through Jesus. And he is available to all. The door is available to all. He says this, I am the... I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pastor. So think about this: the sheep go in and out of the door. They find pastor. What is the pastor for a sheep? A pastor, P-A-S or P-A-S-T-U-R-E. Is it up there? It's up there. It's where they feed. It's where they eat. It's where they rest. It's where they're with the other sheep. Thank God for other sheep. I know some of you are like, I don't like sheep. I don't want to be around the other sheep. I want to be like that one that ran away from the other sheep. Yeah, he's going to bring you right back in. That's called his body. Look around you. Look around you. Everybody, look around for a second. Now, you may, this may be your first time to pursue church. You may go to another church, or maybe you're not going to a church at all, and you're, trying to, you're looking for a church today. I'm glad you're here. I really am. But you can't do church on your own. Can't. You're going to have to love the sheep. We all go through that same door. Now, some people have different attitudes, some people have different ways of doing things, different motivations, but you still got to walk in love as a sheep. You got to walk in love. You got to love your brother, you got to love your sister. You got to pray. You got to speak life over them, not having grudge and offenses against them. Oh, but they do it differently. Why do they do it that way? They could say the same thing about you, I'm sure. (laughs) We could all find issues with one another. It's easy. Right? I mean, the very first time you see a person, you just made up your mind about that person. I'm sure if this is your first time to hear, you saw me and you just made up a perception of who I am. We all do it by looks. And we can do the same thing when it comes to other sheep. Oh, but I know them. How do you know them, though? Do you know them after your flesh, or do you know them after the heart of God? Because when you know the Holy Ghost, he'll show you how to love even the hardest and difficult people around you. What if those difficult and ugly and hard people, not ugly aesthetically, I'm talking about in the heart, are around you to show you how to love better? Open doors. woo. Show me how to love people, God. How to love. The pastor, they eat. They get sustenance. They get nutrition in the pasture. They go to this place to eat. What do we eat as sheep? We eat the word of God. Jesus said it this way, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's Matthew 4. four. We live by God's word. It is his word that we consume, that we eat daily. To be a good sheep, to be a thriving sheep, who's ever seen those videos of sheep jumping in the air? You ever seen that? Funny. (laughs) This is the life and product of having good nutrition, having enough room to run around, a good pasture. See, when you partake of God's word daily, you may—today, let me help you. You may not be having joy today. You may be down. You may have been like this for months, maybe a couple years. You're just depressed. You hate everything about life. You're done. Eat of the pasture. Eat of his word. Consume the grass. Consume God's word daily, and that's where life will come. It ain't going to be found in a bottle. It ain't going to be found in a diagnosis. It's going to be found in his word. Hallelujah. I'm here to defeat some lies within you. The devil's a liar, and he has made you to believe that you are less than what God's word says you are. No longer are you going to submit to the devil, meaning his lies, his deception. No longer are you going to be oppressed. No, you're going to walk in the fullness of the life of God in you. We're about to get there. And as pastor, you can eat, you can feed, you can consume. And in that place, what does that look like for us today? Hunger and thirst. Those blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty, for they shall be Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be. Well, I forget that part. After righteousness, for they shall be filled. Man, I'm empty today, Jake. Why? Like, get hungry. Think about how easy it is to feed your own stomach. I know people like clockwork. If they don't eat after a certain amount of hours, they're angry. We call them hangry. You know, i got to find something to eat. What do you eat? Like, I'll eat my arm if I can't find something. <laughs> and they're so worried about this, but then spiritually they're dead, they're hurting, they're broken, and they don't understand why life's so hard. You ain't feeding your spiritual man, and you're a spirit first. We say it like here. I'm a spirit who lives in a body that has a soul. Most people say, I'm a soul. My personality is my mind, will, and emotions. No, that's not who you are anymore. No. That is the old you. That is dead. And it must be renewed through the word of God and through your spirit that is made perfect in Jesus Christ. No, Who you are is not what you see in the mirror. Who you are is right in your heart, the heart of a man, the inner man, the inner being. Right here. That's who you are. But you got to get your mind and your body to that place. Amen? It's not always easy. But go through the door. Stop listening to the voice of the stranger. You got people in your life that are like the voice of the stranger, meaning they are being dominated and they're being influenced by Satan because some of them aren't even Christians, and you're letting them do to tell you how to live your life as a Christian. Let me help you. First step, write this down. If you take notes, write this down. Stop getting spiritual advice from unspiritual people. Amen. The Unspiritual person does not understand this does not understand the things of the spirit because it is foolish to them. Their are their eyes are blinded, their heart is blinded. So why would you go to anyone that's unspiritual for spiritual advice? They won't be able to lead you into all truth. You can go to one person. His name is the Holy Ghost, and he lives in you, and he will lead you into all truth. If you would have came Wednesday night or Sunday night, you would have heard that, that the paraclete, the standby who is in you, will come alongside you. What does the paraclete do? He literally comes right under your arm. He picks you up, and he says, let's go. I'm going to lead you. Follow me. Come on. Let's go. Come on. This is who the Holy Spirit is, but when you listen to a stranger, he says, no, don't listen to the Spirit of God. Don't listen to the Word. What are your feelings telling you? Let's go through these things within your mind. Let's go through the past trauma and pain that you went through. Let's find out really what's going on. I'll tell you right now, it was the enemy, the devil, the liar, the manipulator who tried to kill, steal, and destroy you. But you can come to Jesus and find life and more abundantly in him. You don't have to tell me all the pain and trauma that I went. I get it. I lived through it. But thank God I have breakthrough through Jesus' blood and through that access point, the door, and there is freedom and salvation and refuge in him. Why dwell on the past any longer? You're free from it. This is good preaching. I'm preaching myself to a place of just boldness. And why is this? Why do we need this? Because the preaching of the word of God, that leads you to a place where you can boldly live and walk in that place with Christ. How can you minister to people when you're constantly being defeated? You know, we got a goal in this church to see more people saved than last year we got a goal in this church to see more people set free and delivered by the power of the Lord through you. It ain't going to happen when you're constantly dwelling on your pain, trauma, and heartache of life. Oh, weary is me. Woe is me. Can somebody help me? Yeah, his name is Jesus, and he's right there in you. Access it right now. Just like that. Just like that. That easy. You know, we, we live in a world where social media has dominated our way of life. You know, you can see a... 10 slide scroll of 10 ways to live your better life today. And everyone does it out. Every influencer who does this. We're going to give you point one, point two, point three. And there's little slogans, little lines. And they probably got it from a book. It's not even their own ideas. Uh, and it's funny to me. And they get, they get it from somewhere. And like, oh, I like that. I'll write that. And I'll put it down. And I'm going to show you. And those people never get free. They just read something, they take a snapshot of it, or they save it on their Instagram stuff. And that's there for the rest of their life. It doesn't do nothing for them spiritually. Maybe in that moment, oh yeah, I can do that. But they go right back to that low moment. See, so this is the difference between God. When you're in, in Christ, you don't go from a low moment to high, or high, high moment, high moment to low moment. You know, high moment. Now I say, I do. Well, I, I do. How come I'm different? It's because you're not living in Christ daily. If you're going high moment, low moment, high moment, low moment, and you're being tossed around, Jesus said, Speak to the storm, speak to the wind, speak to the waves, be still. How do you do that? Faith. I can go and High moments and low moments, no matter what's going on in the environment. But inwardly, I'm in a firm foundation planted on Jesus Christ, the rock, no matter what's going on. Oh, my husband's not serving God. My wife's not serving God. My kids don't live for Jesus. Oh, I've been praying for them for years. I'm going to stay in this place. Oh, there's sickness in my body. Doctors have told me this. I've been prayed over a thousand times. Still nothing hasn't come to fruition. I'm standing in every moment of life despite what my environment, despite what everyone says, despite what I feel, despite what I expect because that is what faith is that's what it is go through the door in that pasture you feed I love it it says go in and out there's not you're not restricted in God you're not constricted there's not limitations to God. You can go in and out of him. What does that mean? What does that mean that I can go in and out of the Father? Meaning you have a place of freedom in God. You're free. The Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I like to say it this way. Where the spirit of the Lord is made known, there's freedom. Where he's made known. Meaning you know him. You know him. Where the spirit of the Lord is made known. Right now, there's There's freedom. There's freedom, Jesus. Now, freedom is not, an exp- and we, as a church, again, pick charismatic, Pentecostal, non-denominational, however you want to classify it as. We like to say that where the Spirit of the Lord is freedom is a thing we do. Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. Woo, shout, run, spin, dance. hi that's not where the Spirit of the Lord is. That's not what that means. Now, that's a byproduct of that, but that's not the main understanding. Where the spirit of the Lord is, meaning where he dwells, where he has residence, where he abides, where you know him, where truth is in you, freedom is there. Freedom of knowledge, not ignorance. Because darkness is ignorance. Light is knowing. Anywhere you see in the Bible talk about darkness is talking about ignorance. Anytime the Bible is talking about light, it's talking about knowing, understanding, revelation, the spirit of Wisdom and revelation, like Ephesians 1 16 17 says. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowing, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I know him. His sheep, remember what he said, my sheep know my voice. They know my voice. They hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep and he leads them out. All right, let me move. I'm almost done. You guys all right? Now, verse ten. Everyone knows this one. The thief. Say the thief. The thief. Speaking of Satan, yeah. the enemy. Now, loser. Now, some would say that the thief is not necessarily Satan. It is the hireling, or it is the one that opposes the people of God. The one that is not there for the sheep. Doesn't care about the sheep. And you can, if you continue to read, you can see that. But the thief comes to only, only. I like my demons you see people saying that stuff and then ain't knowing what they're saying we all got our demons if I hear another church person say that dear God help me if you are a Christian stop saying you have demons you don't you're free no you got an unrenewed mind <laughs> that's all it is just renew it you cannot and I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers here and that's fine but you cannot be possessed by the devil and be a Christian. No, what you see is Christians oppressed by yielding. But possession, you don't see it anywhere in the Bible. You don't. Any person that was possessed, they weren't following after God, they weren't a Christian. Amen. And if you say, well, I talk to demons and I'm a Christian, then I would question, are you even saved them? And I know that's a low blow and that's hard to hear. But if you say that you're experiencing that, why are you even entertaining it? The thief, this is what he only comes to do. Oh, he's going to give you life. No, he ain't. Oh, there's life in drugs. There's life in alcohol. There's life in pornography. There's life in adultery and cheating, pride, stealing. No life in that at all. That's all from the enemy. That's a product of living after the enemy. You've been brought out of it. Why are you even messing with it? I'll tell you what it is. You don't have reverence for God. Reverence. Reverence. And you can't make reverence up. It has to be real, and it has to come from dying to self, picking up your cross and saying, God, I'm here, and that's a choice. You got too many people that are secure in their faith walk that really aren't living in faith. It's a product that they form or that's just an idea in their mind, but their heart really isn't for God. There's one thing of struggling with sin. There's another of just so habitually living in it and staying in it and saying, God's okay with it. That's a scary place to be. Your heart has become callous and hard to the things of God to where you can't even hear from Him now. What about His grace? I understand His grace is there and it will enable you in power. It's not by works, it's by His righteousness that we are saved, we are justified. But you got to continue to walk in that righteousness, meaning secured in Him and in His blood and in His grace daily. There is work as a Christian. But it's not to attain something from God. It's because I have something from God. I work. And I love to work for God. I love to. All right. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I don't have to break any of that down. You know what steal, kill, and destroy is because you've been living your whole life like that. <laughs> you know what stealing, killing, and destroying of your life is. Can I get an amen? Yes. We all do. I don't need to, have to tell you any of that. You've experienced that. We all have. But... Ready for the promise? You ready for the blessing? You ready for the good things? I came speaking of Jesus that they say me may have life and have it abundantly. Having it, have it ex- in excessive amounts. Having it, the Bible amplified says it, till it's full or till it overflows. Think about being overflowed. Where the Spirit of God overflows your life, where it fills you up. Have you ever poured? I met mean, my son tried to pour milk in a glass, and he doesn't know how to pour it, and it just fills to the top, and it spills all on the ground and all on the floor and everywhere, and it's just overflowing, and he thinks it's funny. But this is like how it is when you're in Jesus Christ or when you walk in that life of God. It overflows you with joy, peace, kindness, grace, mercy, forgiveness, love, goodness, everything. His mercy endures forever. His mercies are new every morning. There's an overflow of being in God who is life for you today. Go through the door. Go through the door. Go through the door today. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.